Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. This is your regular update for all your tillage news and advice. Access to affordable nitrogen has arguably been one of the most transformative elements in modern agriculture. However, it comes at a cost, both in terms of monetary value and potential damage to the environment. So getting the best out of every kilo of nitrogen applied to the farm is not only desirable, but necessary. Today, we're joined by Dr. Richie Hackett from Chagas Oak Park to chat through how we might get the best from nitrogen applied to our crops. So Richie, it's been a wet winter so far and grounds have been saturated up to a short few weeks ago. Will this mean there will be less nitrogen available to plants this year? Well, I suppose, Michael, all winters in Ireland are, are wet. And, and so whether it's it's very wet or just normal wet, you're, most of the nitrogen that's in the soil is is, is going to be lost uh, or a fair, a fair amount of it will, will be leached out of the soil. Uh, so I would say that uh, there's, there's no reason to believe that there'll be less available. There, there certainly won't be more than normal, but I, I don't think there's any reason to believe there'll be uh, less than, than normal. Other countries measure soil nitrogen. Uh, anytime we've looked at it, it hasn't shown to be particularly useful under our conditions. Uh, and what happens between now and harvest will have a bigger uh, impact on uh, how much nitrogen becomes available to the crop from the soil. Okay. And in, in thinking about that, obviously there's a, there's a nice bit of uh, nitrogen <clears throat> already gone out to uh, winter crops already, probably gone out a couple of weeks or more, and there's been a little bit of rain, a good bit of rain actually in some circumstances um, out there already. Um, do you think there's any potential for a loss of any of that nitrogen that's already been applied? I think it's probably it probably has moved down the profile a bit, but it's unlikely to have been lost out of the soil at, at this stage. And obviously, as as the year progresses, uh, the plants will be sending down roots deeper and deeper, and 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 they will retrieve most of that. Assuming we don't get a very very wet spell, you know, in, in the next month or, or, or six weeks. So, uh, in, in short, except perhaps on very sandy soils, I, I don't think any of that nitrogen will have been lost via leaching. There's always possibility some of it will have been lost due to uh, production of nitrate due to denitrification, but that that the amount that would have been lost via that pathway would be very small, agronomically speaking. Okay, and I suppose it's probably pretty cold for that. It wouldn't wouldn't exactly help it. And and I suppose in in thinking about that, soil temperatures are around I don't know eight degrees or somewhere there thereabouts. Um, is that the kind of temperature where we can expect growth to kind of kick in? And kind of in the same kind of vein, when or what sort of soil temperature is needed for growth to to, to significantly ramp up, if you like? Well, I suppose once you get above five or six degrees, growth will, will start to increase linearly as, as temperatures increase above that. So as, as you go from, say, five or six degrees to 10 degrees, you'll, you'll get an increase in growth. And then as you go above 10 degrees, it, it will continue to increase up to some, somewhere in the mid-teens. And, and then soil temperature will have, have less of a, an effect. So I, I would say we're at the beginning, assuming temperatures don't drop again, we're at the beginning of sort of a... Uh, you know, a, a burst of some spring growth, which is badly needed at this stage in, in many crops. It is, yeah. And it, so, right, the early nitrogen is on at the moment, so the, the main split is, will probably be due relatively quickly and maybe on some of the winter cereals. What sort of timings should farmers be looking at to apply that, um, the next uh, main split, if you like? And maybe if we start maybe winter barley and go through the winter crops from there. Well, I suppose if we if we start with winter barley, as you say, I mean, ideally you'd like to have the main split of nitrogen on by around growth stage 31 or thereabouts. Uh, so that'll be sometime over the next, uh, you know, two weeks for, for many, many crops. Um, and for and 
for say winter wheat then again it's you'd be applying the, the the main split somewhere between growth stage 30 and 31 which is probably a little bit further away that, with wheat than it is for for barley crops uh for most of the crops i've seen anyway and uh i suppose the other winter crop winter oats uh you'd, you'd be aiming your 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 second split or your main split um at around growth stage 32 or thereabouts on on the winter oats I suppose with the, with the winter oats, I suppose the um, the research from Oak Park would suggest that keep it earlier rather than later, I suppose, uh, to try and protect hectolitre weight. Yeah, as, as you go past growth stage 32, you, you'll tend to have a, a negative effect on, on hectolitre weight, um, which is obviously a, a key criteria of grain quality in, in, in oats. So you, you like to have it on at around growth stage 32 and, and not any later. And maybe when we're just touching upon all those crops, um, it just in terms of the final application, or is that the final application for most of those uh, winter winter cereal crops? Well, for winter oats, I would say yes. Uh, you know, you'd be usually looking at a two-split program, uh, the second one at, at growth stage 32, as I said. Uh, for the winter wheat and winter barley, you have the option of going with uh, three splits, uh, if, if you wish. Um, any of the research that we've done would suggest there's no great benefit in terms of yield from using a third split. Uh, but uh, we, we spoke about rainfall earlier. If you put on a, a large main split and you get a lot of rain afterwards, there is always the risk that some of it may be lost. Uh, whereas if you keep back some of that main split for a third split later in the season, um, you know, it's obviously that little bit safer. So from an environmental point of view, it's probably a good idea to use a tree split program. From an agronomic point of view, it doesn't make a lot of difference whether you use two splits or three splits. In, in terms of when should you put on your third split, well, if you're going with a third split on winter wheat, you know, you'd usually aim it around growth stage 37, just around when the, the flag leaf is, is coming out or uh, not later than that. And on winter barley, you know, somewhere maybe around growth stage, somewhere between growth stage 31 and 32, probably about 10 days after putting on your, 10, 10 days to two weeks after putting on your main split. And when you talk about winter barley, is there a differential at all between the conventional winter barleys and the hybrid winter barleys in terms of uh, a lot of growers, um, maybe even people in the industry would be talking about um, this later application of nitrogen seems to help in the hybrids. Is there any evidence that we have for that? Uh, that's not something that uh, that we have looked at um, and and in, in any great detail, but I, I any of the work that I've done with 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 hybrid versus conventional varieties, they, they act very very similarly. Um, the hybrids re react to most inputs uh, virtually identically to uh, the, the the conventional uh, variety, non-hybrid varieties. Okay, um, and and when we think about nitrogen, I suppose there's the next thing that people probably think about very quickly is sulfur. Um, what about sulfur in these crops? Is it um, should it be going on at the same time, or maybe more the question is when is it too late to start applying sulfur? Well, ideally you'd be put you'd have your sulfur uh, allocation for the crop on going on with the either with the first split or certainly with, with the second split and have it completed at at the second split. I, I wouldn't be inclined to be holding back sulfur for the third split. Um, if, if you are going with a third split. So I, I'd aim to have all my sulfur al allocation on by by time I have the second split uh, completed. Um, so sulfur is is utilized within the plant at the same time as, as nitrogen. It helps to, to improve the efficiency of use of nitrogen within the plant. So you basically want the two of them going on at, at, at the same time. And the, the rate reaches somewhere around 15, 20 kilos or, 
Where's the rate? Yeah, typically for, for cereals in the vast majority of cases, 15 kilos per hectare is, is more than enough. Um, that the high risk scenario for sulfur deficiency is where you're on a light sandy soil. Um, where you have long-term tillage, uh, so relatively low organic matter, and, and you have no um, history of organic matter application. Uh, that's where you're likely to, to get uh, sulfur deficiency. And conversely, if you're on a heavier soil or if you have a history of organic manures uh, being applied to the particular field, uh, or if, if, if it's uh, not a, a very wet winter, um, you know, the, the, the response to sulfur will be will be much lower if 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 indeed there is any uh, response to sulfur okay so we might just switch a little bit then to some of the spring crops um and looking forward to the forecast it looks pretty good um it looks like there's a week or maybe 10 days of dry weather coming up um so presumably there'll be a good bit of um spring barley and spring cereals being planted and thinking about the likes of spring barley being one of the biggest crops out there, um, should growers be applying nitrogen to seed beds now at this stage? Uh, well, I think I, I would always apply uh, some nitrogen to the seed bed of spring barley, except perhaps if I was sown very early, so if I was sown sort of the middle of February or something like that, I'd probably think uh, about not applying nitrogen to the seed bed. But once you get into March, I would always apply uh, so, some proportion of my, my total nitrogen in, in the seed bed just, just to get the crop uh uh, going when the crop starts to grow, uh, that that it has some uh, access to to nitrogen in, in, in the soil. So certainly, yeah, from from now on, you would certainly be applying nitrogen in, in the soil. And most growers will be using a, a compound fertilizer NPK comp, compound in, in the seed bed, and, and and that that will will suffice uh, for for the to get the crop going. So what the guts of maybe 30, 40 kilos of nitrogen in the in the seed bed is is enough, is it? Yeah, that 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 would be plenty. So that the uh, spring barley crop will will take up very little nitrogen until it gets into the, the mid tillering stage, uh, and thirty or forty kilos will will be more than enough uh, to to satisfy the, the crop's demand up until on, until that stage. And obviously, if you put more than that on, you, uh, you you are at risk if you get a very wet spell that some of that could could be lost. And and obviously, it's, spring barley is a crop that if you do have light ground it's probably where light sandy ground it's probably where you'll put your spring barley uh, and that would be a, a high risk uh, at high risk of loss in in that situation so uh, putting a high amount on in, in early in in the seed bed wouldn't be really advisable in, in that situation okay and does that change any for malt and barley there, there, there appears to be a a, uh, I suppose a bit of thinking out there um, that um, trying to put all the nitrogen into spring barley um, spring malt and barley is the way to go and perhaps uh, people maybe have the lower protein content eventually at the uh, at the end of the year in mind but is that is that the good way to go or is, is should we be thinking a little bit more holistically about it? Well we, we did a lot of work on, on, on that you know uh, a few years ago c- comparing you know, timing of, of nitrogen on, on, on spring barley. And, and what we found was uh, that the timing of the nitrogen on, on barley, on spring barley, has, has very little effect on either yield or, or protein. What, what really uh, has the effect is, is the total amount applied. When you apply it, it isn't um, uh, very all that important. Uh, and we, we did look at putting a, a lot of nitrogen on at sowing versus holding, uh, hold, holding a greater proportion of it back for later in the season, you know, applying it at mid-tillering and, and uh, 
where we applied, you know, maybe 70, 80% of the nitrogen in the seedbed versus applying uh, 25, 30% in the seedbed um, with the remainder applied at uh, mid-tillering, uh, we, we could find no differences in either yield or, or, or protein uh, in, in, in the, over, over a, a run of years. Um, so uh, I, I would say putting, all the, putting a lot or all of the nitrogen into the seedbed is, isn't really going to have much effect on your protein or, or your um, or your yields, except the, the one exception I would say is if you get a very wet spell after putting on all that nitrogen, some of it is going to be lost and then you're going to get lower proteins, but you're going to get lower proteins because what you put on was lost and it would be more environmentally friendly and more economically beneficial if you just put on a, a little bit less later in the season uh, rather than putting it on to be, to be lost. So the same applies as we were chatting about before, um, 30, 40 kgs in the seabed, more than enough to get it up and going, and the remainder then at mid-tillering. And that's that, that, that's your best of all worlds, really. Yeah, so malting barley and, and feed barley are, are essentially how, how the crop, the crop doesn't know whether it's malting or, or feed. So it, it, it's doing the, the same thing, irrespective of whether it's destined for, for malt or, or, or feed. Um, so I, I would treat them both uh, similarly. The, the only difference is the, the amount that you would apply in, in the total amount that you would apply over, over the season would be lower for the malting barley than for seed, for feed barley, obviously. Okay. Uh, Richie, I've one final question for you. It's a lovely day out there, and I know you're you're, you're you have lots of work out in the field to get back to some of the trials. Um, so the final question I just have for you is, the price of fertilizer has increased quite substantially over the last few weeks, and um, so getting the most from nitrogen is very important. Um, and if you had one or two kind of key actions which are central for farmers in terms of getting the best out of nitrogen, what would they be? I suppose the first one is is to apply the nitrogen when the crop actually needs it. So, so timing your nitrogen, and, and we have obviously discussed that earlier in, in, in the podcast uh, as to what the, the correct timings are. That that's probably your main um, lever for maximizing the the, the effectiveness of, of your your fertilizer. And I suppose the second one would be um, to try get the the amount as as close to optimum as as you can. That's not always easy because we know the optimums. Uh, is quite variable between sites and seasons. But if you follow the, the, the recommendations, uh, you, 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 you should get as, as close as, as you're going to get. And, and that by putting on the correct amount of nitrogen, that will uh, obviously uh, avoid wastage where you put on more, where you put on a lot of nitrogen, your crop might look very, very green and look well, but uh, the crop isn't actually able to use uh, more than what's been recommended for it uh, and so you're you're effectively wasting uh, expensive fertilizer at, at that stage that's brilliant richie thanks very much for your time uh, some very uh, straightforward uh, science-based um uh, answers there uh, so so it's terrific to get those very well supported if you like in the, in the trials you've been doing over the last 20 years um, so richie thanks very much for your time and we'll speak to you again no problem anytime michael so that's it for the tilly judge and my thanks to richie for joining me on the podcast the next episode in the series of the Crop Agronomy webinars is on Tuesday, the 6th of April at 11.30am. And for more details, go to chagas.ie forward slash events. Don't forget, if you like this podcast, then recommend it to a friend or colleague. And as always, rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more farming news, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.